Israel-Hamas war Biden arrives in Israel as region reels from hospital explosion in Gaza. Nadav Gavrilov Megan Specia Peter Baker Peter Baker Peter Baker Peter Baker Andres R. Martinez Nadav Gavrilov Patrick Kingsley Patrick Kingsley Peter Baker Peter Baker Peter Baker Peter Baker Edward Wong Edward Wong John Yu Nadav Gavrilov Edward Wong Edward Wong Nadav Gavrilov Emma Goldberg Ben Spiegel Liam Stack Katie Rogers Katie Rogers Katie Rogers Katie Rogers Katie Rogers Farnas Fasihai Michael D. Sheer Axel Boda Katie Rogers Ewan Ward Raja Abdul Rahim Efrat Livni Yusser Alhlau Hiba Yazbek. Tel Aviv, President Biden landed in Israel on Wednesday for an audacious and perilous war zone visit that will put him at the center of a volatile conflict growing deadlier by the day, as rockets and recriminations volley across the region with no end in sight. After an all-night flight from Washington, Air Force One touched down at Ben-Gurion International Airport in Tel Aviv in broad daylight, while within the range of missiles fired from Hamas-controlled Gaza. The president disembarked amid tight security for a whirlwind five or six hours on the ground. While Mr. Biden made the journey to demonstrate his solidarity with Israel as it seeks to destroy Hamas following the devastating October 7 terrorist attack, the president plans to use his brief stay to ask what an aide called tough questions of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu as a friend, to understand Israel's military plans and to press for humanitarian relief for civilians in Gaza. The trip began unraveling even before Mr. Biden left Washington as a planned second stop in Amman, Jordan, for a four-way summit meeting with Arab leaders was abruptly cancelled by King Abdullah II after hundreds of Palestinians were killed by an explosion at a hospital in Gaza. Aides said Mr. Biden would instead speak by telephone during his flight home with two of the Arab leaders he was supposed to meet in Amman, President Abdel Fattah el-Sisi of Egypt and President Mahmoud Abbas of the Palestinian Authority. But rarely has an overseas presidential expedition been so uncertain even in its itinerary at the time of takeoff, and so freighted with jeopardy both political and physical. By making such a high-profile personal visit as Israel mounts punishing airstrikes on Gaza and prepares for a possible ground invasion, Mr. Biden effectively risks taking some ownership of Mr. Netanyahu's actions. The strike on the Gaza hospital on Tuesday, just hours before the president's scheduled departure from Washington, forced the White House to scramble to try to figure out what had happened and whether it made sense for Mr. Biden to still go. Palestinians blamed the tragedy on an Israeli airstrike, while Israel declared that in fact it was the result of a failed rocket launched by Islamic Jihad, an extremist group aligned with Hamas. The last thing White House officials wanted was a split screen of the president standing with Mr. Netanyahu on one side and images of mangled bodies being recovered from the hospital rubble on the other. Even after Mr. Biden opted to go anyway, some of his senior aides learned only during the motorcade ride to join base Andrews outside Washington that the Jordan stop was being scrapped and rushed to confirm it before Air Force One took off. A foreign trip by an American commander-in-chief is normally a highly choreographed affair, mapped out to the minute with predictable and scripted results. Likewise, presidents are not typically brought into conflict zones where their security is uncertain. When Mr. Biden's predecessors visited Iraq and Afghanistan, they did so in secret, with no announcement until they had safely landed, and even then were kept within the confines of American military bases. When Mr. Biden made a clandestine trip into war-torn Ukraine earlier this year, that too was kept hidden until he arrived in the capital of Kiev. By contrast, Mr. Biden's trip on Wednesday was announced in advance, stunning even some administration officials. 
Israeli officials, perhaps more accustomed to a certain degree of risk, even publicly disclosed the president's arrival time and the location of his planned meetings with the prime minister and war cabinet as if it were all routine. Never mind that a visiting Secretary of State Antony J. Blinken had to be rushed along with Mr. Netanyahu to a bunker at Israeli military headquarters in Tel Aviv when air raid sirens sounded on Monday, and Chancellor Olaf Scholz of Germany had to be rushed off his plane at Ben Gurion Airport during a visit on Tuesday. During his brief stay on Wednesday, Mr. Biden plans to meet with families of some of the more than 1,400 people who were killed and the 199 hostages taken during the Hamas attack. Officials said at least 31 of the dead were American citizens and another 13 are missing, some of them presumed to be hostages. Mr. Biden will meet with Mr. Netanyahu and then with Israel's war cabinet and finally with President Isaac Herzog, focused both on seeing what the United States can do to help Israel but also on finding ways to alleviate the humanitarian crisis in Gaza. Israel has declared a siege of the coastal enclave, cutting off food, electricity, medicine and other supplies while its airstrikes result in hundreds of deaths. He'll be asking some tough questions. John Kirby, a spokesman for the White House National Security Council, told reporters on Air Force One as the president flew over the Atlantic. He'll be asking them as a friend, as a true friend of Israel. Pressed on what the tough questions would be, Mr. Kirby stressed that the president would not be lecturing Israelis on what they should do. By tough questions, I don't mean menacing or in any way adversarial, just hard questions that a good friend of Israel would ask. Mr. Biden has declared repeatedly since the Hamas attack that he stands fully with Israel and his support is unwavering, but his no-daylight-between-us stance has left some in Washington uncomfortable with the mounting civilian casualties and other suffering in Gaza. In public, Mr. Biden has couched any concern about the humanitarian situation in terms supportive of Israel, which some analysts said may give him more credibility to influence Mr. Netanyahu's plans in private. White House officials hope to be able to announce a deal to resume supplies of food, medicine, power and other necessities to Gaza after a week of intense shuttle diplomacy by Mr. Blinken. We're close to a framework here in terms of getting humanitarian assistance in, and we're optimistic that we'll be able to latch down that framework and get that aid in," said Mr. Kirby. The collapse of the four-way summit meeting with King Abdullah, Mr. El-Sisi and Mr. Abbas in Amman spoiled Mr. Biden's plans to temper his support for Israel by meeting with Arab leaders who could play a role in containing the conflict. The plan fell apart when Mr. Abbas announced that he would not stay in Amman to meet with Mr. Biden because of the hospital explosion, after which the king called the whole visit off. John Yoon contributed reporting.